Welcome to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft, episode 39? 39. Sounds good. Uh, my <laughs> on today's show, we're going to uh, predict the rest of the World Series while Game 1 is presently being played while we record. Uh, we're going to welcome everybody to basketball season, uh, even though the first week of basketball is already in the books. Uh, we are going to talk about some college football games that were crazy. Um, we're going to go off onto some tangents, and you're going to enjoy the ride, I promise. So stick with us, and I will see you on the other side of the music. Welcome to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Like I said, this is episode 39. Episode 38 got lost. Uh, we'll try to find it one day, Lord willing, but probably not. Uh, my name, as always, is Daniel Gewurz, and I am joined this week by the... I didn't come up with a good uh, pair. I already used Sancho Panza to my Don Quixote. Anyway, John Gorman. John, how are you doing today? You know, I'm, I'm doing great. Like You could have gone with, you know, the... Uh the Tonto to my Lone Ranger. You that sounds can... a little racist. Yeah, I guess it kind of it's, it's, pro- it's problematic, as we say in 2018. The, the bit, yeah. Yeah, right? When did that word become, like, the word, right? This is problematic. The, it's, like, that's, it's, the word, it's the word that people use now when they don't want to say racist. Right. It's like, oh, that could be... That could be construed as problematic in this level of discourse. Like, come on, man. Just, just call spade a spade. Yeah, it's racist. What, 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 what you're talking about is a little bit racist there. Uh, everyone's a... No, no I'm not going to go Avenue <laughs> Q on you, you know? <laughs> Avenue, Q, Avenue Q, also problematic. Yeah, um, you couldn't make that play today. I Could, could you? you? I, I think, I'm sure it's still running somewhere. It's still running. I, mean, I, I, saw, I know that I saw it here in Buffalo, like, what, three years ago, four years ago, something like that? Like, well, that's I mean, not that long ago. Buffalo's a little bit racist. Well, that's true. <laughs> Buffalo's problematic also. Buffalo's, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Buffalo is a problematic town. There's a lot of problematic stuff in yeah. Western New York. <laughs> I am the Andre 3000 to your big boy. There we go. Much better. The, uh, go. the LP the LP to my killer mic. I like that. See? <laughs> Maybe I'll fix this in post. Hip-hop is going to change the world someday. Has has hip hop hip hop has already kind of changed the world, yeah, right? Because I feel was, like the famous was, rappers are more famous than the famous rock stars. Right. Well, I mean, like that was me being facetious in a way that I would be like, "Oh, Paul McCartney's playing ACL. I expect big things from this up and coming artist." Like, <laughs> okay. obviously, just joking. That was me doing a DJ microphone scratch or turntable scratch, which wouldn't have happened before hip hop changed the world. Microphone scratch. Microphone scratch one two. What is this? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, World Series. Speaking of, it's uh, happening. Yeah, it's it's happening right now. Uh, do we have a score update? Uh, it is two to one Red Sox okay. in the. Oh, two to two. I'm sorry. The Dodgers just tied the game here in the top of the third inning. Oh, two to two. Them. Okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, neither Clayton Kershaw nor Chris Sale are as unhittable as they generally are. Okay. But, you know. Did I ever tell you about Still, the dream uh, I had where I dreamed about my cat and in the dream her name was Clayton Pershaw? <laughs> no, you did, you did not tell me this. Did she did she always choke in October? I mean, well, I mean, she chokes people on the regs. But like she that's ice cold too. Come on, Clayton Pershaw deserves better than that. If only she had run Clayton support. <laughs> She wouldn't have to go seven and two thirds and then give up a three run homer after pitch count number one twelve. Well, I you know uh, <laughs> it's a, it's an excellent point, but history is written by the winners, and uh, you know we really only remember winners and losers. We don't remember context. Yeah, well, there you go. That explains the Trump presidency better than uh, any sort of political. Ouch. <laughs> Oh man, you ever you ever wind up on the wrong side? Find out at the end that you started out on the wrong side of an argument. Well, I mean, yes. <laughs> I didn't I didn't mean to be on that side of that argument, but I guess I guess yeah, you're right. 
There was once a time where I was thought, mm, I don't know. Maybe she was asking for it. <laughs> oh, whoa. But this was like 1998. It's gross. It's gross. You know, um, times change, opinions change, and uh, I still think the Dodgers are going to win in seven. I don't think so. I think the the Red Sox, I think what we just saw in the ALCS was the World Series. I think the Astros and Red Sox are the two best teams in baseball. I agree with that. I know that the Dodgers came on late, especially once they picked up Manny Machado, but I don't think they have what it takes. Especially if if you're not getting regular season Clayton Kershaw, where he's unhittable for, for eight and two-thirds innings. Right. I agree. You know, like, if if you're getting a human being version of Clayton Kershaw, I don't think you're beating these Red Sox. Yet, if you're getting the cat version of Clayton Kershaw... Well, if you're getting... It's it's Dodgers in two. Wap, wap! (laughs) The wap series. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of baseball, let's switch to basketball. Um, Yes, so the basketball season started. Uh, We've played a week. Yep. Uh, LeBron James has yet to win a game. Is okay. there enough? Is there enough shooting on the Lake Show for that team to do anything this year? There will be, because I think I think shooters got to shoot their way out of slumps, and I think two games is a really small sample size. Yeah, but who's a shooter on that team? Brandon Ingram's not a shooter. Rajon Rondo not a shooter. Lance Stevenson not a shooter. Uh, who else? Lonzo Ball not a shooter. Like who's a shooter on that team? I think Lonzo Ball's going to grow into his jump shot. Okay. Um, I think Brandon Ingram's going to develop a shot. And I think the one thing that they're going to understand soon is floor spacing. If you look at the Lakers, if you look at the Lakers, particularly when they played the Spurs, um, which is a game that I watched, which I don't know why I'm watching regular season basketball this early, but here we are. I'm bored and sometimes high. So, like... (laughs) I watched that game and I was like, man, the Lakers just, you know, they don't look like they've adjusted yet to playing with LeBron. But I think they're eventually going to figure that out. I think the Lakers are going to be one of those teams that kind of like when the Heat and the Cavs first got LeBron, they started like kind of slow and then kind of gelled their way into becoming championship contenders. I think we're going to see the same out of the Lakers. I don't think there's as much talent as there was on those early iterations of Heat and Cavs teams. But I think like... No, I no, there absolutely isn't. But like, I still think that's a playoff team, and I think two games is too early to determine it's LeBron and four guys who shoot my, like I do. But I mean, I, what I don't understand, and 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 we said this as they were putting the team together. I don't know if it made it onto the show. I can't remember that, but we were laughing at this roster construction as they were putting the team together. How is it possible that LeBron James has been in the league for fifteen years now? And the the GM, Magic Johnson in this case, doesn't realize you need four shooters around LeBron James. Now, I understand Lonzo Ball was already there, Brandon Ingram already there, but they went out and got JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, and Rajon Rondo, and it's like, that should have been, I don't know, Kyle Korver, uh, you know, pick a big man that can shoot, and pick a small forward that can shoot. Like, there's no reason to be stacking this team with guys that can't shoot the, the darn basketball. That is a salient... From, from day that is, one. That is a salient point, so I doubt it made it on the show. <laughs> That's why I do the editing of the show now, so that sometimes when I make a good point, it makes it onto air sometimes. Uh, so the Warriors lost a game early on. Uh, Steve Kerr admitted in the post-game presser that the team is out of shape. They are playing themselves into shape. So are the Warriors vulnerable this year? No. 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 The, the Warriors are not vulnerable this year. Who's beating them? They're doing this is the this is the textbook San Antonio Spurs like way of just easing into the season, right? Right. Steve Kerr got his cues on how to coach from Greg Popovich. They, yes. uh, they understand that they don't need to win sixty seven games. They just need to win about 58 and then just get their lineup squared away for how they want to play in the playoffs. Playoffs are two months. That's when they got to be operating at their peak. They're going to take rest days. They're going to chill. It's a veteran squad. They're just going to be laying back, maybe get that two or three seed in the West, and then make their noise in the playoffs. You're not worried at all about – 
you know, the Lakers coming for them or the Rockets or the Utah Jazz, possibly the best defense in the NBA. You know, what if what if what if they finish, you know, third and the Rockets have home court advantage in the Western Conference Finals? That doesn't scare Right? Me. Like the the Rockets were I don't know, I don't know how they you had can home say court that. The Rockets were an the Rockets were an injured Chris Paul and a, a Trevor Ariza went one for twelve. Like if Chris Paul's not injured or Trevor Ariza plays an average Trevor Ariza game, the Rockets win game seven. I think both those things are liable to happen again. Okay. When has Chris right. Paul ever been fully healthy in the playoffs? I don't know that Chris Paul's ever been fully healthy. He play, he plays like a guy who's always got a pulled hamstring. That's what I'm but saying. But somehow is still the best point guard in the league. Right. I think I think that's going to happen again. Like if if passes prologue, I think we're gonna we're dealing with the same thing. It's like, yes, the Rockets are going to be good. Yes, they're going to score 130 on people. But the, are the Rockets straight up come playoff time better than the Warriors? I don't see it. The Warriors really? were the the Warriors were the best team in the NBA last year, and then they went and added Boogie Cousins. Well, a Boogie Cousins, who hasn't played yet since he blew out his Achilles. Like, we don't know. We don't know what he's actually going to bring to the table. And they're, they're in no rush to bring him back. Right, but we don't know, we don't know what he's going to be when, when, or, when or if he does come back. And we do know that Carmelo Anthony is probably the best sixth man in the league. By the way, Carmelo Anthony listed as a starter, as his position is listed as sixth man. <laughs> Which... Come on, come on, Carmelo. Yeah, it's like, like I love you. I love you, Carmelo. I love you, Carmelo. But come on. It's like, no, I'm not bald. I got a receding hairline. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, that that hits a little close to home. No, same. <laughs> really buzzing the tower on that one. <laughs> um, I've been going bald for 15 years, and I still haven't gotten there. <laughs> Just refuse to admit it. I've been I've been a sixth man ever since I've been on this back. I haven't crossed the thirty eighth parallel yet. <laughs> I've been I've been fluctuating between the forty second and the 39th. That's a Seinfeld reference. From yes, like deep cut. <laughs> that is uh, yeah. That's not that was a uh, like a C storyline on that episode in like a not a good episode. Yeah, you know what that was? That was the Lance Stevenson of references. <laughs> Fourth best player on a middling team in the West. So you don't think you don't think any any teams are going to catch the Warriors. You don't think like Utah can slow them down and score enough to keep up with them. Maybe for a, like a maybe for five games, but not seven. Okay. Okay. The Warriors are too good. They have like if you go like they have the best. They have the best the second best player in the NBA and then the the first best second best player in the NBA and then the first best third best player in the NBA and then the first best fourth best player in the like you know what i mean like yeah i see what you're saying yeah like they're just they're just so it's like if led zeppelin went into a battle of the bands against like velvet underground <laughs> like velvet okay. underground great band super good but ultimately like they were a four-piece where all four of them were way worse at their jobs than all four members of Led Zeppelin. I see what you're saying. And, I mean, they've been there for a while. They know what's going on. They, they can... The, the Warriors, I'm saying. They, 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 they know each other. They've been through everything that could, they could go through. Right. Even Houses of the Holy Golden State Warriors still better than Velvet Underground at their peak. I don't know why I'm drawing a classic rock reference. Real dated. Way to go. Yeah, that is. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. This is Speaking of teams that I think have a chance at catching up to the Warriors, moving over to the Eastern Conference, though, uh, the Boston Celtics look really good, and the Milwaukee Bucks look really good. Yeah, the All Bucks, of a sudden, Chris Middleton is shooting like like everyone thought he was going to when he signed that contract. The Bucks, uh, you know, the Bucks have been playing the long game for a while, right? You know, Jabari Parker um, coming back from injury. Chris Middleton no longer Robin. on the team. Oh, did well, you not know can, that? We did can, you not know that Jabari Parker's a bull? We could fix that in post. <laughs> um, it's post. It's post. 
Um, the, uh, the who the hell's on the Bucks? <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's good. Uh, Thon Maker, Chris Middleton. I believe Eric Bledsoe is a Buck. That's a good team. It's a it's a good team. It's a good Eastern Conference. Dante team, right? Dante DiVincenzo, Brooke Lopez. Oh yeah, Brooke Lopez on that team too. Okay, Thon Maker. Thon Maker sounds like a Marvel superhero. <laughs> His arms are also seven feet long. Each arm is seven feet long. Tony so Snell's on this team. Yes. Right. <laughs> Snellivision. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, look, that's a, it's a good roster. Um, you know, yeah. I think that that's a top four team in the East, right? If we're going yeah. Celtics, Sixers, Raptors. Um, yeah. Who else is up there? The Wizards. I want the Wizards to be good, but they're never going to be any good. I, God, because Beal and Wall just deserve so much better than they're getting. Yeah. But then again, they're making money. That's true. That's true. They're they're both max players on that team, and that team has literally never gone anywhere with either of them. So right. Well, and it's it, by that you know they're the Portland Trailblazers of the East, and God, I really feel like I said that last year. <laughs> I feel yeah no I I feel like you could say that about both of those teams every yeah. year since they've gotten gotten their point guard shooting guard combo. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, best backcourt in the NBA, and you're like. All right, but, yeah, and? <laughs> but that front court, woo. <laughs> exactly. They, I, I, they are business as, in the back, party in the front. They're the reverse mullet. As as important as three-point shooting has become, so as important as backcourts have become in the NBA, I still don't think having the best backcourt is what wins you games. It's, it's having the best mismatch, right? So... The reason why LeBron James or Kevin Durant are going to completely turn a team around is because there is no matchup for the 6'10 or 7-foot guy that is athletic that is as athletic as your 6'4 guy. Well, I've often said this like the way that you construct an NBA roster is with the best wing player. Like if you yeah. look, you know, Kobe, LeBron, MJ. Like if you go back through the annals of like really great players, you know, Duncan aside, um, they were wings. People were always like, oh, you need a championship caliber point guard. No, you needed a 6'10 Magic Johnson who ran like a point forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wing players are honestly who make the NBA go round and round. Like, Very true. Like center, like Patrick Ewing, great center, right? David Robinson, great center. Hakeem Olajuwon was like really the only center who was such a mismatch, and that was because he was good from range. Where mm. like you could sit there and argue that okay, building a team from the outside in is the way to go, and plus you could do that in the mid '90s, back when people were shoulder checking each other without getting a foul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't really go back too far and uh, and compare compare eras, but no, I, in in the modern NBA and you know going all the way back to like the the mid '90s to late '90s, yeah, the the if the best player on your team isn't a wing guy, then you're not one of the best teams in the league, right? Like I Steph think you can flatly, except for except for Tim Duncan's Spurs, I feel like Tim Duncan was the best player on that team, right? Most that of was, that run. That was also a team that had Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. Right. Like that was right, a, right. But that was a team that had Manu as essentially a wing. Yes. Um, and and Parker was an atypical point guard. Like Tony Parker never led the league in assists, but Tony That's Parker true. like did do he did enough wingish type stuff where it created floor spacing with him and Duncan. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we are. Um, is Jimmy Butler going anywhere? Speaking of wings. Speaking of speaking of wings who are, you know, shouldn't be the best player on your team. <laughs> well, I mean like so Jimmy Butler he's got he's on a team with Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, right? Yeah, so, but he hates Andrew Wiggins and Carl he Anthony. He absolutely Towns. despises both of them, right? Um, Jimmy Butler he wa- he clearly actively wants out. Um, I don't know if he's going to get it. Like, Thibodeau loves him. And Thibodeau loves his job. And Thibodeau loves his job, right? 
and like the Thibodeau has been trying to reconstruct the Bulls team that he had <laughs> like in 2011 2012 ever since he got that job with the Wolves and he's just I mean I hope he doesn't get traded cuz I, li- I I genuinely think that team's interesting but Jimmy Butler would be really interesting on another team. I don't which, know what, which other team are you I thinking? Because I don't know the only team, team that is Maybe the, the only team that they're yeah that's he's not a, that that's that's the thing though that's that's just chasing stars right because right. I don't think Jimmy Butler makes the Lakers better than Kyle Korver makes the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like right. yes, Jimmy Butler is much better than Kyle Korver. But he's not a better three-point shooter, right? And I don't think LeBron James needs, you know, taller Dwayne Wade right now. <laughs> I think what he needs, yeah. is taller, yo- taller, younger Dwayne Wade. He needs younger Dwayne Wade. <laughs> he needs three-point shooting. Is what he needs. He needs outside shooting so that he can drive the lane and he won't have to worry too much about Rudy Gobert. Because I, I was trying to say the the Jazz might catch the uh, the Warriors. They won't. But the Jazz could probably beat the Lakers. And if we know anything about LeBron, is like at the end of games, he gets real skittish about driving the lane because he gets yeah. real skittish about hitting the free throw line. Exactly. Like, uh, yeah, he because he's a he's not. I mean, he's not a bad free throw shooter, but he's not Steph Curry. He's not automatic at the line. No, and ESPN ran a stat yesterday, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but like they they say that he's an 80 percent free throw through free throw shooter except in the last 15 seconds of a one possession game where he's like 40 percent that's crazy which is nuts right like because you don't you don't think of lebron as like unclutch right because well skip bayless does so well (laughs) (laughs) um there's just like for whatever reason, like LeBron, he, that's why he's always like he's passing that last shot, right, to a presumably a yeah. three point shooter. Exactly, exactly, because he draws the defense. Because he, he, LeBron James is like a basketball robot. He's he's always making the best possible decision, and that's not the hero ball. You know, Carmelo Anthony definitely taking the last shot, right. despite shooting like eight percent on that shot for his career, like. <laughs> LeBron James will pass the ball to the best shooter on the floor who right. has the best shot. Like, that's what he will do every time. Right. Um, Jimmy Butler, like, I don't know. Where would, where would we like to see Jimmy Butler? Where would I like to see him? Yeah. I, the Sixers is probably a good spot for him. I know you're a homer for the Sixers. I, I am. Um, Trade him for Markel li- Fultz straight up. Put, I, put him, I'd like to see him. <laughs> Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz hit his first career three the other day. I know. I'm really proud Yay. of him. <laughs> ben Sim- still waiting on Ben Simmons' first career three. <laughs> the Sixers fans are like, oh, God, yeah. Uh, the Sixers fans are, are so polite to, to Markel Fultz, and I don't, I don't understand why the, the renowned jerks in Philadelphia, like these jerk fans that are proud of themselves for being jerks, like where 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 does the soft spot come from for Markel Fultz? Because the Sixers have been so bad for so long. Like the Eagles, like when it comes to the Eagles, right? Like they just expect the Eagles to be good, right? Every year, right? Six people, Philadelphia sports fans are notoriously angry about the Eagles, despite when, the fact that they've won a championship. Right. Well, even before then, like they'd be, they'd go like ten and six, and they'd be like, boom. You know, and, you know, classic story of them booing Santa Claus and throwing D cell batteries at Giants players and stuff like that. Like they, they, they're, they're entitled when it comes to football, even though they're like not, you know, successful. Whereas, like with the Sixers, they're not bitter. They're just like, well, I guess we're good now. <laughs> they're, like, they're just not used to it. They're, they're used yeah. to like the only star player in franchise history leaving town and hating everybody. It's Charles Barkley just ditching town yeah. and hating everybody on his way out. Iverson did the same thing. Yeah, Iverson too, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but you know they both eventually came back and are universally beloved by fans but like yeah jimmy butler on that team makes sense because they've got ben simmons a 610 point forward and then they've got joel Embiid, a outside shooting (laughs) rim protector and so a classic wing makes a lot of sense on that team that's the kind of the one area they lack they already have their shooting they've got Redick and they've you know they've they've, they've got that they're good yeah like, and Covington and yeah yeah the rest of their roster is constructed pretty well it just requires that gaping hole where Markel Fultz three point shot should be <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and especially like they don't need Markel Fultz like even the idea of Markel Fultz they don't need him because they have Ben Simmons doing all of the point guard things at six ten. Right. So yeah, what they need is uh, you know, they, they they could really use the Sixers could really use uh Jimmy Butler. But I always I thought it was really interesting when this whole story broke, how Butler said that the teams that he wanted to go to, or whoever was breaking it, I I don't remember, probably his agent leaked it to wherever. He said that, that his his preferred choices were New York, Brooklyn, uh somewhere else in Miami. And the only thing that you could say about all of those teams is that A, they're awful, and B, they have a lot of cap space. Right. So literally the only thing that Jimmy Butler cares about is making money. Like okay. he wants the the he wants a max extension. That's what he's looking for. So that's that's it. So but what I don't understand is why teams aren't more willing to invest a little bit in the one year rental, right? Like the Rockets could really use Jimmy Butler. Could they? Like, though? what if? Yeah, they what, could. What if? What if? You know, Jimmy Butler is your fourth best player. Yeah. Right. Nice. You, Harden. You know, like, you probably couldn't run this lineup out, but a line. You know, Harden, Paul, Anthony, Butler, and you know, Clint Capella. Like, that's not a bad lineup. That's compelling, for sure. <laughs> it's not great on defense. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, any lineup, any lineup with Carmelo Anthony is going to be bad on defense. And any lineup with James Harden is going to be bad on defense. Uh, but Paul Butler and, you know, a rim protector, not terrible on defense. Excellent on offense. Theoretically. And, and excellent on offense. Yeah. So does that, get the, does that get the Rockets closer this year? Because the Rockets have to be playing for this year. Right. Right. Whether or not they think they can re-sign Jimmy Butler, whether or not it would even be a good idea, I have no idea what the Rockets cap situation is. But if they could get Jimmy Butler this year without giving up, you know, Capella, Harden, Paul, or Anthony, like their best four players, like that's not a bad idea for them. I mean, and I don't understand it. why more teams wouldn't be interested in the one-year rental. Teams love their teams love their draft picks in the NBA. They do, they and really I get do. it, right? Because you have control over the guy for seven years, right? The first contract is a four-year contract then they are a restricted free agent and so you have control of that guy for seven years on not you know the first four years on a rookie contract and the next three are based on how they perform the first four so you get them on a really cheap deal for seven years so i i get it but also how many guys are you drafting who are better than jimmy butler who are I mean, ever going to be better than jimmy butler not many I think a lot of it too. A lot of it that plays into it is like, who else? Who are you going against? Right? Like, how soon do you see the Warriors sunsetting? Right. Right. It's all about. And it's, in, in the NBA, they always talk about championship windows. And we we've seen from like certain one year wonders, like the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sometimes that window really closes quickly. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we will come back talking a little bit more about the NBA and stuff later. All right, cool. Wrestling, sports, movies, and more. The Geeks Unlimited squad is always mic'd up and speaking on the world of nerd. Geeks Unlimited keeps your ears lit with the announcer's table, professional wrestling's hottest podcast that you haven't listened to. Hosted by B-Rye and our very own Canadian screw-up, Daniel Gavertz. Hey, that's me. The homie Steve is talking flicks with the aptly titled podcast, Talking Flicks. And, of course, this impressive pod, Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Check them out on Apple iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. Subscribe and share, listen, and learn. 
Don't forget to slide into those DMs on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Geeks Unlimited, taking over the world, one podcast at a time. Shane's Life as a Fantasy Draft is filmed before a live studio audience. And we are back from that break. Uh, that break was caused by former Miss Arkansas uh, running into John's apartment uh, because he was taking care of her plants, probably. John, you were in the middle of talking about uh, championship windows, and I agree with you that the Oklahoma City Thunder, they sort of sabotaged themselves by trading away James Harden after yes. they, they made the finals. Um, the Rockets... The Rockets, like I said earlier, were a couple of hurt players and and poor performances away from beating the Warriors in seven games last year. I think this year's version of the Warriors, I don't know what you're going to get from DeMarcus Cousins. If DeMarcus Cousins comes back and he's DeMarcus Cousins from before, then no one's touching the Warriors. But if he comes back and he's something less than that, then I think the Rockets have a shot this year at beating the Warriors. So they need to take that shot. Now, more many teams will say, no, we don't have any chance of beating the Warriors. So, you know, like Boston, for example. I mean, I know they have Gordon Hayward, who already kind of plays Jimmy Butler's position. But Boston, it wouldn't make any sense for them to trade a draft pick to get Jimmy Butler because they're not beating the Warriors this year. Same with basically any Eastern Conference team. <laughs> so true. You know, like there's... I don't. I think there's two, two teams, two teams. I think that, that have teams. a shot at the Warriors, and that's uh, that's Houston and maybe the Lakers, and and maybe the Lakers only because LeBron James did it one time, right? With with Kyrie Irving hitting the most clutch shot like in the history of the finals, right? Other, so, than, Ray, other than Ray Allen, who also played with LeBron James. Right. Oh, that's true. That might have been the most clutch shot in the history of the finals. They both were. They're they're all they winners. It's great. Anyway, so that was a lot of time spent talking about Jimmy Butler. That was a lot of time spent talking about Jimmy Butler. Let's move on. So, I want to ask you a question, and you wanted to ask me a question. Okay. So, I'm gonna let you go first because yours is more related to sports. You wanted to ask me about Old Dominion University and the end of a game. So I imagine I have to Google something. No, no, no. You don't have to Google anything. I, I okay. have this for you. I want to run this by you. This isn't okay. like a question. So okay. as and this hasn't been discussed a lot on the program, but I have a thing for minor college football. <laughs> and by minor yes. college football, generally what I mean is it's on at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's like San Diego State versus Boise State. I'm high as hell, just sucking down pizzas, just watching through bleary eyes, waiting for the end of the inevitable triple overtime 52-46 to 46 classic. So as a as a just a quick backstory, uh, here in the wonderful city of Buffalo, problematic city of Buffalo, problematic. Uh, the bars for some reason stay open until four o'clock in the morning, which, which there's is late. N- <laughs> there's no reason for that. Like I've been no. to many places in this country, and there is no reason for the bars in Buffalo to still be open at four a.m. I understand I- the twenty four hour bars in New Orleans, um, but. Uh, Anyway, I am so 36 years things, old. I can have a plenty good night and end it by at 1030. <laughs> at, at 26 years old, I could have ended any night at 132 a.m. Like there was no reason to still be out at four o'clock shutting no. down these bars. No. But regardless of that fact, uh, John and I would leave bars at God knows what hour. Uh, We would call ahead to the local uh, fast food, disgusting food place, Jim's Steakout. Shout out to the Turkey Diavolo. We would pick up our food. Uh, People would give us dirty looks because the line is out the door. Yes. uh, And nobody realizes they could just call their order in ahead. It's amazing (laughs) how drunk people don't pre-plan things. Hey, we were drunk. We were pre-planning the bleep out of that. Absolutely. Um, This This is before Uber in favor. 
Oh, yeah, we were walking, by yeah. the way. <laughs> in the cold. No seamless. Oh, yeah, in the snow, because it was Buffalo. Yeah, it was like 20 degrees in, so, uh, in September. We would pick up our grease, disgusting grease balls, and we would walk <laughs> back to my place. We, not the women we brought home. No, what women? <laughs> Please. <laughs> we would walk back you to said our disgusting my grease place. balls. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was I was talking about literal balls of grease that we literal picked up from, of from the fast food place. Delicious. Best grease oh, yeah. in town. Oh, my God. Yeah, by the way, if you're ever drunk in Buffalo, you want to be at Jim's Steakout. Jim's yeah. Steakout or Mighty Taco. Those are the places you want to be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we would pick up these disgusting sandwiches, and we would walk back to my place, and I would throw on, I don't know, ESPN7. And somehow there would be live college football on TV because, you know, East West, not not Kentucky, East West Nevada State was, you know, in in the fifth overtime with Northern New Mexico A&M. Some directional Washington school. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the directional Washington, of course. Yes. And they were never playing on a green field. It was always red or purple or orange or yellow (laughs) or in a dome. That was clearly, like, also a soccer stadium. <laughs> oh, gosh. You can see the convention center from the stands. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, so that's... We love we love that kind of football. That's, that's our jam. All right. So this one occurred a little closer to the East Coast. All right. This is... A, I want to set the stage for you. This is, please do. This is Old Dominion versus Western Kentucky. Now, I know those aren't two premium college football squads. Oh, are those? Are they not? Are they? Is, was this? Is this not a college football preview? This is no. Yeah, this was not. Neither of these teams are ranked. Uh, Old Dominion had one win over what, what was then a ranked Virginia Tech team. Western Kentucky is uh, the third best team in Kentucky. Now. <laughs> Now, some of you didn't watch this, and that's fine. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I want to tell you that, that Western Kentucky took, uh, took a 34-27 lead with 90 seconds left in the fourth. I want to, I want okay. To, so you've got that. So you, you've set up now old, the vaunted <laughs> Old Dominion offense, 80th in <laughs> yards per play in Division One. To, to go down the field on a two-minute drill. Now, that drive starts with penalties and sacks, and it ended up, it was a 79-yard drive that had to go about 85 yards. You don't, now, you don't want to leave too much time on the clock for Drayton Arnold. No. Who? Who that? I just, I just Googled Old Dominion quarterback. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. You're, you already okay. have too much information. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, also, he was not in the game at that point because it was backup quarterback Blake LaRussa. Of course it was. Of course it was. Now, somehow they marched down the field to tie this game with nine seconds left. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so yeah, they left too much time on the clock for, for Tony LaRussa, did you say? No, 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 no. no. That, was, that was Tony LaRussa. Blake LaRussa. <laughs> That is uh, Tony LaRusse's uh, great-grand-nephew. That's not true. It's fake news. Now, it may as well be. In those nine seconds, Western Kentucky was like, well, what the hell? We could probably drive and get within field goal range. And lo and behold, they did. In nine seconds, they completed two passes to get within... 56 yard like to attempt a 56 yard field goal nice. so th- that is by the way John, just to just to interject just for a quick second yeah that shows more guts than 90 percent of nfl teams absolutely all right keep going so their first field goal attempt kicked into a driving wind fell short oh no okay well overtime then notice i said first kick 
Interesting. Because Old Dominion had 12 men on the field. <laughs> so now uh, that's for a, a field goal block. For a field goal block. So Western Kentucky got to kick it again. This is Five yards un- closer. Because it's an untimed down. Right. So their second attempt also fell short. However, Old Dominion, sensing those wins, strategically put someone in the back of the end zone. Oh, no. And so the return man back there actually was able to return it, not for a kick six. No, no, not like that Auburn Alabama game, but back to the 17-yard line of Western Kentucky. Okay. But there's no time left. But there's no time left. So this game's going to overtime, right? Right. Oh, no. <laughs> because he also drew a face mask flag on the return. Oh, no. So now for the third time, there's an untimed down. And what is it? It's a 26-yard field goal. That's a chip shot. Although chip in college, shot. in college maybe not. And he made it. All right. So <laughs> Western Kentucky <laughs> went from. So that is how a team goes from down seven with 90 seconds left, drives the length of the field, ties the game with nine seconds left, somehow still allows too much time to allow the other team to drive all the way back to kick a field goal. They had a 12 men on the field penalty, so they got to kick that field goal again, returned it with no time left on the clock, drew a penalty, and that put him into field goal range. That is insane. That is the craziest ending to a football game. That has to be the craziest ending this year to a football game. No question. No question. That like, is, I, the only thing I would put that on par with was the uh, the end of that. Remember that Chiefs-Raiders game last year? Where the Raiders yes. had, like, five untimed downs? Yes. They just kept committing pass interference penalties. I think they were doing it on purpose, too. <laughs> right. Because you figure, well, they're not going to call all of them. <laughs> and they did. They did. They kept doing it. So, um but it was it was nuts, right? Like that that was a that was a crazy ending. But this one, the swings of momentum in this one, that is pretty fascinating. That so is I just fun. wanted to, I wanted to why, bring that's that why to I appreciate that. That's why we love minor college football. Absolutely. So I want to bring something to you. All right. I have a question for you. Okay. And the question is, when do you end a date? So, I went, on a, I went on a date last night, and I figured out in the first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, this is not a person I will ever see again. Okay. Fair. We are at a coffee shop. Okay. Uh, I've been shouting out local businesses all day. This was a spot coffee here in okay. Buffalo, New York. All right. And... I had, you know, I had a full cup of coffee, which I was drinking as quickly as possible. Okay. And I, I, was I a bad person for just continuing the date and, and sort of just making conversation for the course of about two hours, despite the fact that after about 15 minutes, I knew this was going nowhere. Uh, no. Where, where... Where, where do you, what do you do? Like, what, what would you have done in that situation? So it wasn't, so it was not a hostage situation. No, it's not like we were at a movie. We weren't, you know, right. we weren't waiting for, you know, I didn't have to wait for the check to come. Right. But then again, on, on the other hand, I couldn't ask for the check. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I couldn't, just, and, well, I could have, I could have just gotten up and left, but. Right. How were the intervening two hours like from the period, uh, they were like was this how awkward was this it wasn't it wasn't awkward so here's the thing all right and and here's the the next am i a total jerk 
am I a jerk because I don't want to go out with this person anymore because she was licking her fingers and chewing with her mouth open? Like, that was that was the determination that I made. Like, she got a pastry with her coffee, and I'm like, you're chewing with your mouth open and did licking you te- your fingers on every bite. Did you tell her that? I did not, but I'm sure she knew she was licking her fingers. Well, sure. Okay, so if you would <laughs> told her that, that would have made you a jerk. Okay, yeah, no, so I did not. Here's the thing. I, I definitely silently judged her the whole time, though. Of course. I mean, and look, there's a variety of reasons why you would silently judge someone. Okay? Some of them, look, I once, I once dated someone who refused to take her socks off. Just like ever. ever? Like ever. She was a never nude? <laughs> Second Seinfeld reference. <laughs> Two sides. Well, that's, 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 that's an Arrested Development reference. Oh, it was. Yeah, come on. We can fix, we can fix that in post. <laughs> um, I think, so I've been on dates where I knew I wasn't going to see the person again. Okay. Like, and I, and I and knew fairly early. And it's not like she was being, you know, awful and racist right. and pro-Trump and stuff. Like, if, if it was that, then I would have had no problem saying, you know what, we're done here. Right. I you think know, she was a perfectly polite person, and it's not like we were sitting in silence. We had things to talk about. Yeah, I think so. In situations like that, you just let the date run its course, right? Okay. You just you 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 hang out with them, and then you don't. Right. Like I don't I don't okay. think there's any harm. Like you've been on job interviews before, where you were like. I don't think I want this job. I mean, no. Okay. Yeah, I guess you have. Okay. All right. Well, I have, um, but you know, you don't, you don't get up in the middle of the interview and you're like, I think we're done here. Like, and you didn't even have to say it that way. Like sometimes what's the harm in wasting? Like, I don't want to say wasting, but like, what's the harm in just talking to someone for 90 minutes? Exactly, right? You know, have a cup of coffee. Yeah. I didn't plan this, but I think I'm going to in the future. Uh, the the date started at 8 o'clock. The coffee place closed at 10. So the date could not have gone more than two hours. That's, see, that's perfect. Right? So that that's, that's you know, we left when they closed the place down. And I was like, well, it's time to go home. Bye. Right. Like so. that's, that's a perfectly acceptable dating strategy is to go somewhere where there's a finite end time. Instead of 4 a.m. at the Buffalo Bar. Because oh, inevitably, what do you do? You end up drinking too much. So the day lasts a little longer than you wanted to. Probably goes a little farther than you wanted to. And then all of a sudden, you're <laughs> like, now I, have to, now I have to articulate why I don't want to call this person back. <laughs> now, now it's really rude that I'm ignoring yeah. your phone calls. Yes. Now, <laughs> <laughs> now it's actually rude instead of like, hey, that was really nice. Uh, that's that's it. <laughs> although, although the morning after is a probably that would be a hilarious time for a hey that was nice goodbye. Well, I mean, it, it, listen, I've I've heard it, <laughs> I've heard it. Like hey, that was fun. That's it. This is never gonna happen this again. Is, goodbye. This is, this is the end. Like I've heard that, and you know what? Didn't hurt. No. And I was like, well, I still got time to get to Tim Hortons. <laughs> I mean, of course they do. They're never closed. It's like All right. Well, I, I yeah, appreciate like, your input there. Yeah. Like it, whenever I go into whether it's a date, whether it's a meeting, whether it's whatever, you know, I generally have a, an amount of I generally have a max allotted time. And unless someone like really wows me in know, either direction, in either direction, like that's that they generally get the full complement of, of, of ours. Or the other thing is I'll schedule something after. That's that's something that I've uh, I have been told to consider. Yeah. Like I've done like back to back dates. Where I schedule the one that I'm kind of tepid about early as the matinee. And then, you know, the late <laughs> night. Yeah, you know, like, 
it, it, it's different when it's like a well, when it's like a lunch date versus a dinner date. Right, right. The have lunch you date ever? Is, yeah. Have you ever, when you've done that, been so impressed by the matinee that you canceled the late show? No, that has no, never, never happened. Now, there have been times where I've been so impressed that I asked the matinee back out, but not the late show. That's happened. Okay. But I've never, I've never had it run long to the point where I was like, well, this is clearly the one. <laughs> well, I don't mean I don't mean the one. I just well, mean, yeah, like, but I mean you know, like the ones for tonight. That's really the only situation where I would be like, well, I don't think I never need to date anyone else ever. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm 36 and I still need to date lots of people, apparently. <laughs> like uh, maybe Miss Arkansas. That's see, you can't date your neighbors. You cannot no? date your na- no, 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 no. They know where you live. And I'm not saying that, like, if a relationship progresses to the point where, like, they're, they know where you live, that you can't date them. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, about to say, oh, you know where I live. Saying. Now we have to break up. Like, no, that's not how that works. I'm saying, like, then it gets awkward. It's like dating a coworker, right? Like, you can't date a coworker. Because you have to see them. Right. Like a a lot. So you just, you don't want that level of like, well, this is kind of awkward now that it's over. Or even worse, this is kind of awkward now that it's still going, but no one knows. (laughs) That does sound awkward. Yeah, it's not great. I don't speak from experience. I'm just saying, like, it, it sounds. <laughs> sure, you don't. <laughs> so, yeah, never, it sounds like something. Yeah. I have never dated a coworker or a neighbor. Well, then I don't. Then I don't see how you can say that you shouldn't. Because. Because you've never done it. How do you know? All right. I how do have, you know how awkward it's going to be in 2018? I look. It's just it's awkward just running into people at the same bar after you're like done. You're just like, oh. Well, yeah, but plan. I feel like if it's I feel like that's a that's a once in a while thing, right? Once right. you do something right, but thirty imagine, or forty times, it gets less that, awkward. I suppose. Yeah, you're right. You know right. what I mean? Like repeated you, exposure. You see, yeah, exactly. It's, it just becomes less awkward if you if this is a person, especially if it's a person that you have to interact with daily. Like, let's say you date you know the front desk clerk at your at your office, right? And you got to walk by him every day when you come in, and every you know. Every she's, lunch break. She's and, like and 70. So, yeah, that'd be real weird. <laughs> that would be extra weird. Um, <laughs> but, like, at some point, yeah, it's awkward the first 30 times, but that's only 30 times is only two weeks. You know? So it probably gets less awkward at 100 times and 150 times. I assuming mean, you haven't broken, you know, any office rules and getting yourself fired. Well, I mean... You could. Well, on that note, I think we're going to take our second break and then we'll come back with some socials and uh, we will, you know, I guess we'll let you guys go. Yeah. You're listening to Shane's Life is a Fantasy Draft. Powered by Geeks on Welcome back to the D block of Shane's Life is Fantasy Draft. In this block, what we do is we talk about our social media handles. John, where can the good people who listen to our show find you on social media? Uh, I've been I've been hitting the dot co a lot lately, a lot of posts. I've noticed. It. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about it. A lot of talk about depression. Um, sure. Because I, I don't know, like, just I don't feel particularly great anymore. I had life's really hard but like thankfully i have an outlet with adoring fans who want to hear me talk about how great my life is not and i'm okay with that it makes it suck a little less so if you want to hear really uplifting inspirational posts about how uplifting and inspirational life isn't come see the dot co at a hood near you 
Now, dot co want... is, of course, johngorman.co. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Johngorman.co. John with an H. I don't know if I've made that clear. I don't know how many of you people actually go to it. Maybe some of you have been furiously typing in John without an H, Gorman.co. And I wonder what happens when you do that. I'm on it. Probably a... tell, tell everybody your Instagram handle while I go to John Gorman yeah, without sure. an H.co. Um, uh, yeah, you can find me at uh, on Instagram at Hey Gorman. Hey Gorman. Uh, there, there's a lot of posts about depression there too, but there's pretty pictures, which I think is nice. It's a nice welcome repri- reprieve from utter darkness and despair. Um, and your your posts are a lot less depressing if you read them as though uh, John Gruden was saying them. Yes, it's true. It is true. You know what I like about this John Gorman? He's a real fighter. It's a real competitor. Plays every down like it's his last, because he just might end it at any moment. Jesus. And <laughs> you can find our show on Instagram at Shane's Pod. Uh, we took a week off. Uh, we did record a show. Like I said, we have a lost episode. Um, Again, it's going to require a lot. Every of work. episode where we have not to trample all over you. Every episode where you, Greg, and I have been in the same room together has not made it, has not seen the light of day. That is correct. Um, This episode, I can, there's work that I can do on it. I'm not good at audio production, so I'm I'm relying a lot on, on the tools that Audacity provides me. And it will take a lot of work. One day I may be able to get this episode to you guys, but it will be completely irrelevant by then. So probably I won't do that. It's a lot of talk about my cat. Yes. We, t- we, do, we talk about the cat. We talk about your cat. We talk about Topo Chico. Um, what else do we talk about? The Kansas City Chiefs probably. I don't know. I, don't I even did remember. the entire episode in the voice of John Gruden. That's true. You did the entire episode as John Gruden while laying down on an air mattress. It was nice. It was a refreshing change of pace. (laughs) On that note, I think uh, I think we're all done. Like I said, follow the show at Shane's Pod. Um, This was episode thirty nine. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Peace out to Jacksonville and Flynn Flon. Get it together, Jags. Yeah, seriously, we need we need better defense. John Gorman's going to play us out here.
the wind is blown You told me that I'd never be alone Well, the road's too long and not wide enough For the both of us So tell me, will I ever be enough? Yeah, tell me, will I ever be